Say fool, let me tell you something, fool. Hey man, let me tell you something, man. Man, let me tell you something. You know what grinds my gears? These little kids, these little kids on TikTok telling you how to make $7,000 in, in a month, in a day, in a week. First of all, I ain't trust anybody telling me how to make a million dollars a year and you still got popcorn ceilings, okay? Not going to happen. If you spin around your, your apartment and there's no furniture and you got popcorn ceilings and you got a double basin sink, bruh, I ain't taking financial advice from you, you 15-year-old kid. Come on now. This dude is driving a 2012. These dudes are driving a 2012 Honda Accord. About to tell me how to be a millionaire in six months. Take a hike, dude. Hey, man. I'm going to use the line from Chris D'Elia. Hey, man. Why don't you put on a vest and go take a hike? Huh? How about you graduate Boy Scouts and take a hike? How about you use your Eagle Scout badge and take a hike? Okay. With your popcorn ceilings trying to tell me how to be a millionaire. Boosh, boosh, boosh. Anyways, welcome back to another episode of Mega Sketchbook. Thank you for tuning in. Um, I hope you all are well. Uh, I am in Texas, and we just got through with Snowmageddon. Apparently, this is like one out of like a 120-year storm. But why did it have to land on 2021? Hey, nature. I don't know if you know this, but we've been in lockdown. We've been in quarantine. And no one is happy. No one is happy. Not only did we get the storm of a lifetime, rolling blackouts. I will say this, though. I'm pretty lucky. I got rolling blackouts one hour on power, one hour on off power. Didn't have a problem with water. Still was able to take hot showers, boil water. Uh, our fridge has a water filter, so we were good there. Uh, we didn't drive for four days. What is crazy, it is a night and day difference between the three days of snow and the next day. Dude, two days after it was 18 degrees outside, a high of 18 degrees outside, a low of 2 degrees. Two days after that, it was 64 degrees. The day after that, it was almost 80 degrees. It was 78 degrees. This is Texas, okay? So... I don't doubt this one bit. I guarantee you, Zyrtec, Claritin, Claritin D, any sort of nasal spray, anything that has to do with allergy prevention, I guarantee you those companies make at least upwards of 80% of their revenue on Texans alone. For those of you that are coming from California, Welcome. This is regular stuff. Okay. Even though, yes, this storm was a hundred, uh, 20 year difference or whatever that is. Guess what? You're going to get used to weird weather all the time. If you're a Texan and you don't have a rain jacket, an umbrella, a sweatshirt, and a tank top with flip flops in your car, you must be living in Candyland. This is nuts. And you know what? Tw I okay. I think it 
think I've said this on a previous podcast, 2020 is still here. It's like that monkey on your shoulder that can't break loose. You keep throwing bananas out the window, and it's not budget. It's not going after those nanners. They ain't doing nothing. Tiger Woods got into a massive wreck. Supposedly it was on his own. We don't know how he got into the wreck. Has He himself has not made a statement. If anyone's seen the vehicle that he has wrecked, it's, it's, it's pretty bad. I've been in minor wrecks here and there, basically just fender benders. Uh, I could not imagine how someone must have felt if they literally had to be extracted from their vehicle with the jaws of life. That's crazy. That's scary. But apparently he wasn't on drugs. He wasn't texting. He wasn't under the influence of alcohol. So it makes me wonder what happened. Did he fall asleep? Who knows? Glad he's safe. What's crazy is that he just made a comeback, right? Obviously, he went through that very, very public divorce. Found out he had all them, all them hoes, all these side pieces, and uh, he lost all of his um, sponsors. He lost all of his sponsors. Just gained them all back, started winning again, and now this happened. That's nuts. Also, I don't even know how this just happens and the public doesn't necessarily know about it. There's not a big following. Mars just put, or wow, Mars just put, NASA just put a drone, a drone, in a new little vehicle on Mars. Like, and I found out. Granted, I, you know, I don't have you. Well, granted, I don't have Twitter. I don't have most of social media, so it could have been in the news, and I just didn't hear about it. But just like that, boom, we back on Mars. We back on Mars. So, as I've stated on here before, I started this podcast to keep my mind going. I'm an avid listener. Of podcasts, it's most podcasts that I listen to are comedy podcasts. I haven't really, I mean, I secondhand listen to like unsolved murder case podcasts um, because my wife is like obsessed with those. And I, I mean, I, I would not be able to listen to that kind of stuff on a regular basis she just drives around like it's nothing and you know they're talking about finding dead bodies and dismembered stuff and just crazy stuff but anyways this was a big deal to me and i'm pretty sure people that are listening to this they probably just don't know about it i would say look into it um google it watch the videos read the tweets read the messages back and forth uh, a comedian by the name of chris delia um, or his proper name delia took a hiatus for a year because he was accused of essentially fooling around with an underage woman uh, and then multiple people came out and said that they were underage you know crazy part is about this before I get into that, I should preface by saying these are just accusations. The text messages that were actually released from these girls um, are literally nothing illegal. It's all a back-and-forth conversation. 
about potentially hooking up, Chris Dahlia finds out how old they are. If they say that they're under 18, he says, no, thank you. Bye-bye. That's literally what happened. You can read all those messages. Now, the ones that are just accusing him and refusing to put out the messages, people are just, you know, trying to, I think, jump on the train at that point. But he took a hiatus for a year because of this. Because, I mean, when this all came out, he just had a kid, got a fiance, and he was, I mean, he was like number one comedian in the world, for sure. And just like that, poof, we just believe one side of the story, and they go away. So a year later, okay, so today is February 25th. This, his, uh, he dropped a video two, three days ago. It was this week. I think it was Monday. And basically stood by his word what he said at the beginning. None of these allegations are true. All of his relationships have been both consensual and legal, meaning over the age of 18. But he did admit that because he became so famous, he was uh, using his celebrity status to just essentially hook up with people all the time. Um, and since that video has dropped, there have been a ton of people supporting him um, in his year-long hiatus. Um, he did mention that he was getting help because he, you know, he basically admitted that he was addicted to sex and he would cheat all the time and stuff like that but he took a year off focused on his family focused on um therapy and i think he's slowly starting to make a comeback he was certainly my favorite comedian of all time and when this first happened it kind of broke my heart a little bit um, but i did read through all the messages that were released all the emails and stuff like that the crazy thing is like these people who are accusing, accusing him of underage sex, Chris Delia is not in jail. All of the text messages that are released, emails even, prove that he had not had any sort of relationship with anyone under the age of 18. But his whole life was put on hold. Now, granted, he did admit in his video that he posted this week that he realizes that the lifestyle that he was living, just loosey-goosey hooking up with people, uh, led him to this. Um, but man, like it was nice to be able to see him come out with a statement. Again, my favorite comedian. Um, but it's just so... I don't know, like, you hear about cancel culture all the time, and it's usually canceling people that, I mean, maybe minor actors here and there, people you don't necessarily, or at least I ne never necessarily followed closely. And when this happened, I was like, oh my gosh, like, you can get, as soon as someone just says something remotely bad about you and it becomes some sort of strange twitter echo chamber like the whole ellen degeneres thing one person said that she was rude and then like 17 other people just repeated this exact same story basically verbatim 
it essentially looked like a story that a fifth grader wrote, and then that fifth grader gave pointers to like his neighbors, like, hey, instead of using before and after, or um, just like look up synonyms and stuff like that to make your essay longer. It was essentially that. But she was canceled for like a while. And she slowly started to come back. Now another comedian from the same publisher, LA Times, that um, put out this, I mean, really it felt like a hit piece uh, on Crystalia. Another comedian, Brian Callen, was accused of actual rape from a girl over 10 years ago. Now, suspicion was, and this was dumb on the girl's part, um, the exact night that was stated in the article, um, Brian Callan had two alibis that night. Um, and not only that, but it was from the same publication. Uh, but the only difference between what Brian Callan did and Crystalia did was that Brian Callan immediately, as soon as the tweet went off and the headline went out, he put out a video defending himself and has since then had people, other comedians, uh, people that were not only around there that night, basically just testify for him. Um, and this week, uh, he also came up with a statement just kind of supporting Christelia, but because they both essentially got canceled around the same time, um, you know, it was so interesting to hear how a celebrity can, you know, slowly come back from being canceled because these things are simply allegations Again, both of these people have not gone to jail. I'm not saying that they may have done wrong to other people, etc., etc., but you can't like what are we doing when it comes to uh, salvation? What are we doing when it comes to forgiveness? I st- <laughs> you know what? When I was a kid, I stole a cookie out of the cookie jar when my mom told me not to. Should I have my hands cut off now? Is that what we're doing? Fine. Cut my hands off. It's it's crazy to me to see and read that some of these people that, you know, again, I don't know these people personally. Again, wow, this is me first time saying it. So I don't know these people personally, but the two that I've mentioned, and this is excluding Harvey Weinstein, this is excluding... Um, you know, Glenn Maxwell and, and, oh my gosh, what's his name? The dude who ran Pedo Island. Um, those are actual bad people. But my fear is that we're just blanket stating that if you do one wrong thing, no matter how bad it is, you have, your life is ruined, Right. And I mean, we've seen pretty like we've seen examples on the news of regular day people make a bad judgment call or they do something racist or they do, you know, something dumb and they're like they're fired 
they can't get a job. It's become such a public execution. I just think that there should be some room for rehabilitation, room for forgiveness, room for working towards making yourself a better person. If you do something super, super dumb, like doing a racist act in, in public and you get caught, yeah, you should be reprimanded. Or if you have an allegation against you, you should be able to at least defend yourself and come to find out if it's not true, then you should be you know vindicated or go back to work. Chris DeLeo, before this whole this crazy allegation stuff came out, had like four specials on Netflix, had a show on Netflix that he was working on with Brian Callen, and then a movie in the works. All of that, he got fired from everything because one person put out a statement and then multiple people decided to speak up after that. And plenty of people have said, if it is true, he should go to jail. And I agree with that. If it is not true, what are we doing? How would you like it if your coworker accused you of something that you did not do but your other coworkers favored that person over you, and then you got in trouble for what they lied about. How would you feel? You'd feel like crap, wouldn't you? You'd feel angry. Where are we going? <laughs> I hate when people cut me off, but you know what I'm not going to do? I'm not going to make up a story to get them fired. Blows my mind. Absolutely blows my mind how sensitive we are how ready we are to get people in trouble and how much we love to see people fall that is a coward's way of being pleased if you're behind a keyboard and all you want to do is hurt the person and you aren't doing it face to face bruh you're a coward you gotta live with yourself like that no one else does. And I guarantee you, you're not having a happy life. Anyways, back to what I was saying at the beginning of this podcast. If you have popcorn ceilings, bro, I ain't even gonna mess with ya. And this is why I say this. So, last podcast spoke about GameStop. Uh, I think, I believe that the hearings on that, those, um lawsuits are starting to take place um trading on gamestop has since then opened back up and it is skyrocketing once again and so i have been paying close attention to this and i'm still afraid to invest i really am so i have been just doing minor reading very soft research watching youtube videos explaining you know simple terminology how things work and maybe some stocks to invest in that are safe especially for beginners you can just see how things play out i decided to invest a little bit in cryptocurrency um I think I may have mentioned this in the last episode. They're just regulated differently. 
So, for example, one quote-unquote share of Bitcoin is like ridiculous. I think it's... Okay. So one quote-unquote share of Bitcoin is $46,912.13 as of 9.20 p.m. February 25th. But that does not mean that you have to buy one share at, well, okay, how do, I, how do I put this? That does not mean that you have to spend over $46,000 to have one share. You can put down $5, you can put down $2. So what I essentially did is I downloaded a little app called, called Coinbase, and it's a trading platform for all things digital currency. The only thing that it doesn't really have is Dogecoin. I know that's like the big one right now. I, I you know, I still have to have Robinhood app on that. Uh, granted, I do have an account. I have not put any money into it as of late because of what happened. So let's see. I don't necessarily have an accurate timeline of this, but what I will say at the beginning of February, I put down ten dollars in Bitcoin. And my portfolio balance right now is 41.77. Not bad. And again, I'm no expert. I don't know what I'm doing. But I want to see what happens. I want to see how this plays out. And there are tons of free ways of learning how to read these things. I want to take my time. And again, I mentioned this on my last podcast. Essentially, all I want to do is set up a nice little nest egg retirement fund. And then once I get a little bit more comfortable, do minor trading. It's not going to be anything wild that I can quit my job and be like, you know, I'm making <laughs> I'm making a million dollars a year, but I sure have popcorn shillings. Now, if the oh my gosh, it just it just grinds my gears because ever since the whole GameStop thing, my whole TikTok feed is nothing but stocks, videos and tutorials and all these like follow me if you want to make blah amount in blah amount of time but there's so many of them you know these accounts that are like obviously way younger than 30 years old talking about how much they are making per month in like a studio apartment with zero furniture and popcorn ceilings popcorn ceilings now i mean they could be totally true I don't trust you. I don't trust you, dude. To me, that's like looking at a Big Mac advertisement and then going and buying one and then being like, hey, this doesn't look like that. That's what it makes me feel like. Show me your Maserati. Show me your stable yearly income with your health, insu with your health insurance, a nice house, a few other assets. Show me that. Then okay, I'll um, I'll listen to you. And maybe that's shallow of me, but I have to have some sort of standards. Am I right or am I right? I don't know why I've I've had this video stuck in my head the last few days. If anyone's seen the interview of the f the former owner of Papa John's, this video came out like two years ago. There was a clip, and you can just, I mean, just type this into YouTube. <laughs> type in over 40 pizzas in 30 days. 
it's hilarious. I'm going to play this small clip because I love the way that he says it. I think someone actually just, like, lowered this guy's voice. He, <laughs> someone just, like, edited the clip, and the, and the guy says, I've had over 40 pizzas in the last 30 days. Uh, there's no context, but it's hilarious. I've had over 40 pizzas in the last 30 days. Living currently in Mark Shapiro should be in jail. He has no pizza experience. He's never been in the pizza category. I would just say, stay tuned. The day of reckoning will come. The record will be straight. Why not set the record straight down? I mean, what is it about the record that's not straight? <laughs> stay tuned. He's never been to the pizza category. And I've had over 40 pizzas in the last 30 days. I want to put that on my resume. Oh, I've had over 40 pizzas in the last 30 days. Those are my credentials. Why should we hire you? Oh, I've had over 40 pizzas in the last 30 days. Oh, say no more. Say no more. Oh, did you say you want 85000 a year? <laughs> That's too low for you. You've had over 40 pizzas in the last 30 days. Boy, you can make over 155000 if I'm if, if you're my employee. Yeah, again, I don't know what he's talking about. I don't really care, but I love that clip. And I think about it often. I've had over 40 pizzas in the last 30 days. And you know what, dude? Mr. Papa John's? He don't have no popcorn ceilings. That's the name of this episode. Popcorn ceilings. My dog. Hey, man. <laughs> I don't know if anyone's seen this. If you have popcorn ceilings, you don't have to worry about Biden's tax plan. If you use grocery bags as waste, what are they called? Tra if you use grocery bags as trash liners, you don't have to worry about taxes. I mean, you don't have to worry about Biden's tax plan. If you haven't bought a new pair of flip-flops in the last 40 days, you don't have to worry about Biden's tax plan. I love it. I love it. I've had over 40 pizzas in the last 30 days. In other news, my wife and I are moving currently away from this ghetto-ass apartment complex. We are hoping this will be the last year that we're going to be inside of an apartment. I really want to get a house. Tired of listening to these trash neighbors. That's rude. That's mean. But you know what? It's true. It's true because I've had over 40 pizzas in the last 30 days. Anyways, before I go, I want to ask you something. What's your favorite pizza? What's your favorite toppings? You like that thick crust? Stuffed crust? Huh? Thin, crispy crunch? That gigantic New York slice, You like extra cheese? You like extra sauce? Are you a plain Jane pepperoni main? You that wildin' out pineapple jalapeno scout? Are you that fancy schmancy pesto dressing and potato? Or is you one of them silent, 
white pizza killers. So far, no one has called in. Uh, maybe I should start advertising that more. If you want to interact with me, the three people that listen to this, even though I text you on a daily basis, <laughs> if you want to interact with me, you want to get on the podcast, you want to have your voice heard on this poor kiss, um, I'm actually going to start uploading these to YouTube. Um, and I'm trying to think of finagling a second guest. A second guest, well, a first guest. Second guest, wow. But I won't do that until I move, and I definitely want to get another microphone so we don't have to pass it back and forth like some stupid hot potato. Yeah, anyways, let me know what your pizza preference is. Your pizza preference. As always, recommend this podcast to your grandmama, your peepaw. Don't recommend it to your parents or friends because they're they not old enough to understand the mightiness of this intellectual a universal guidance podcast. You will spend your whole life trying to figure out what I'm trying to tell you. If you break this podcast down, play it backwards, take every fifth word I say, and then compile it into a paragraph, it'll tell you the exact coordinates of the Illuminati treasure. And once you get that treasure, you can trade it in for a brand new 2021 Ford Ranger. All right, guys. See you next week. Bye. Base here. The Eagle has landed.